All right, guys, we warned you that 2021, we were going to come back ready. Today is January 20th, 2021. A lot of events have been going on since we've been gone. <clears throat> we didn't give you guys a break because there wasn't anything happening. There was a lot happening that we didn't cover. But in 2021, we're going to cover so many great topics, so many great stories that we want everyone to please stay tuned in to Urban Voice Media. If you haven't done so, go to all platforms that we have. Go to Twitch. Go to Venmo. Go to PayPal. Go to uh, Instagram. Of course, you're already here, Facebook and also YouTube. Follow us on all platforms. Now, if you're liking the content you're seeing, and have seen back in 2020, put something down to help financially support Urban Voice Media. Today, President Biden's inauguration was an inauguration like none other for several different reasons. The pandemic has done its thing and it's changed, whipped up the nation, the world in so many different facets that we, we, we never thought we'd see it in our lifetime, but we're still here. With that being said, our prayers, our hopes, our concerns are there that the clock will turn for us here in America, that the financial security we all dug for uh, years on down the line that we we planned out for, that now we can see that things just is it may have crumbled because of the pandemic. It may have crumbled because of the recession we came out of almost four, well, over four years ago to where we have to now start over. But that's one thing we're going to talk about this evening is good credit, bad credit. And does credit even matter now with the pandemic going on? Because we don't know where we're going to be. But does it even matter? Well, I have a financial planner, a credit specialist, and a lady of God sitting back waiting. And when I bring her up, I want you guys to sit back and listen to what this lady has to say in reference to good credit, bad credit, financial planning, where you need to be, where you want to be, and where you shall be when we come back after these messages. Now tuned into Urban Voice Media. All right, all right. Welcome back, family. I have Apostle Latasha L. Brown. How you doing, Latasha? I think you. I am doing wonderful, sir. How are you? Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Did you watch the inauguration? Can you hear me? Yes, yes. I didn't get a chance to see it. I was working. Okay, 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 so, okay. So I, I, didn't, I didn't watch it. I only got the chance to see the little bit where they was talking about uh, Kamala Harris, her and um, um, the accident Vice President Pence standing out on the steps of the at the front of the Capitol uh, talking. That was sad to say, the only part I got to see. I didn't, I didn't get to see the whole thing, but I saw where the young lady had uh, 
she read a poem where she recited a poem that she had wrote and it was it was great it was, mm -hmm. it was, it was very inspiring mm -hmm. it was great. um i feel they they took a little bit of uh excerpts from obama and his inauguration to do what they did in this one um mm -hmm. to not say that you know they it really wasn't original because we had seen it before right but i'm glad there is a change right um I hope the change does something not just for some people. I hope that change does something for everyone. Exactly. Exactly. When talking about change, some people could say change in reference to dollars. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight is some dollars. Okay. Okay. Um, when I came across uh, you, I saw where you were, you were, you were, you would put something up in reference to uh, credit repair. Mm -hmm. Can you explain to people? Well, let me go back first. Let me let me tell the uh, the uh, family what all um, the Apostle Brown does. She's transforming okay. lives, cosmetologist, mm -hmm. teacher of the word, entrepreneur, mm -hmm. credit specialist, mm -hmm. and Jesus woman. Mm -hmm. By saying that, mm -hmm. um, is there such thing as good credit? Yes. And why? The the reason why there is a such thing as good credit, really, your credit is really speaking about your credibility as a person. So before they even came up with the law to where it became a binding agreement that way, remember the old times that credit was actually, it took a person at their word. I remember my grandfather, a lot of times it was just a handshake that was a binding agreement. So it's about your character, your ability to honor your word that you've given out. This is what credit is. So if you've given your word that you're going to repay something or pay something at a particular time or or to give back something at us in, in certain increments, then now you're putting your personality, your character, who you are as a person on the line. And so now the other person that's the, the, the receiving party is now taking you. They're extending you a line of trustworthiness and, and, and credibility just by what you said to take you at your word to allow you the opportunity to see if you're going to fulfill it. So, yes, there's a good thing, a such thing as good credit, because people don't know that you bad or shabby and paying until you default. Right. In reference to a person who um, a person who has no credit, does that mean that their credibility of paying isn't good. No, it doesn't. It's just that they haven't had the time to create any. How can they overcome that with creditors by not having uh, any credit at all? How can they show, hey, I'm trustworthy. I can pay my bills. It's just something that I want. I don't have the money to pay for it. Well, we have, you have different industries that's out here that would allow that to take place. Somebody will take a chance on you. Uh, that's why you have uh, the smaller loan places or the smaller secure credit card places. This is a good way for those that don't have credit. Department stores are, are relatively easy as well for those that don't have lines of credit. And if you're, say, a college student or somebody in uh, middle school that a parent wants to open up a savings account, and from that savings account, they create a credit card from it. That would give them the opportunity to start creating a credit file. So everybody has that opportunity. It's just a fact of knowing which um, 
which creditor or which business to go to that would extend you that line of credit? When 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 we're talking about extending that line of credit, I know uh, back when I had credit difficulties, I would go to the bank and the bank would, I, what is it, unsecured? A secured uh, card. A secured credit line where I would put, mm -hmm. what, three, four hundred dollars down. Right. My money as my credit. Exactly. Exactly. Is that a good way to go or, or is that it one is. of the best ways to go? That's the, really, that's primary, the primary way to go when you're just getting started. Um, not unless you come from a family to where your parents have uh, credit cards and they then put the child on there as an authorized user. What that is doing now is causing that child to be able to build a credit file. So now that's helping them to build credit. All right, right there where you say authorized user, a lot of people, um, back in the early 2000s, I was into uh, helping people restore their credit. And mm -hmm. I would tell some of my, my uh, clients, I would tell them, if you have good credit, but your wife doesn't, and she's repairing her credit, mm -hmm. add her on as an authorized user. Mm -hmm. So what that does, every time you pay that bill and it updates, as long as you keep everything fine, you're mm -hmm. helping her credit file get better. Exactly. Um, explain to people really, go in depth and explain to people, because I have a lot of people even today, I try mm -hmm. to educate them that, on that, and they, they still go backwards and don't do it the right way. Okay. Well, when you're going to utilize the authorized user on a credit card, you want to make sure, first of all, that the one who's going to put you on it, that they've at least been paying on this card and have had it uh, activated at least three years, a, min a minimum. The, the longer the years, the better the file is going to look. And then you want to make sure you don't have to give the person that you're going to put on as an authorized user a card. It's just to putting their name on there to be able to utilize it. But then from there, you know, you want to make sure as the, the, the card holder that you maintain your utilization below the 30 percentile. Because if you have more than one credit card, you have to divide out whatever the total balance is throughout the number of cards that you have to make sure that you're still keeping it up under that 30% utilization. And as well, you want to make sure you're making your payments on a timely manner and you're not missing any payments. So uh, it's really, it's very valuable. It helps the other one that need their credit to increase. It causes their score to go up as well as it then gives them a credit history because that's another part of the credit file that a lot of people don't understand. And your credit history makes up 15% of your credit report. Now, also on that, um, Latasha, the the uh, the initial account holder, mm -hmm. their their credit account will not be affected by the authorized user being attached to them. True or not true? That's true. They will not be affected. Mm -hmm. and, and see, that's one thing I like to tell a lot of people is if you if if you're trying to get your spouse, you know, credit help them say, say it's a newlywed couple mm -hmm. and you want to get your spouse's credit up. Y'all get ready to buy a brand new house. The best way mm -hmm. is that, especially if your credit is great, mm -hmm. add her to you. Exactly. Versus but trying to go out and she go and get some credit cards that just don't even make sense is why it's there. Okay. But, but I, but we also only advise people to add them to that once they've started working on already removing whatever's negative. 
because you can add them. And if you don't bring down the negative things that is steadily reporting, it's still going to cause your score to suffer some. So Stop right there. when they Stop right there, Tasha. I'm going to ask you something now, that's a difference. There's something a little different. If there's if they're steady removing things, is it wise to add that credit? Uh, it is. is it wise to add it at that point in time? It is. Can the creditor see that if they pull the credit file and say, "Hey, you got a ten thousand dollar credit uh, with Capital One, and you only got it extended for a thousand, you owe us three thousand. Go get that money." Okay, but when a line is actually being disputed and everything. We normally don't advise our clients to do anything with adding until after we've gotten through that first round of dispute letters, uh -huh. because then that way we have clarity and we know exactly what their file is showing. And then we can devise a plan that is appropriate for their individual credit file. Everybody don't need an authorized user. Sometimes uh -huh. people just need just to just to diversify their credit folder and a lot of times we, they're not showing enough diversification and when i say diversification i'm talking about the different lines of open credit you know mm -hmm. the difference between the revolving and the installment you know you got a car note mortgage or a secure credit cards you got a diversity this way it's going to allow your lenders and creditors to be able to make a good judgment call of your portfolio of what they're looking at through your credit file Right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I failed to um, advise. She's owner of LLB Enterprise in Jacksonville, Florida. Lovely place. How's the weather down there? Wonderful. Loving it. <laughs> We've had some cool days, but we're going back in some more warmer days, more seasonable. It was a little less than 70 today. It's supposed to be 70 tomorrow. Stop. Stop. You stop it right now. Now, you said that there's cool days in Florida and you are originally from where? North Carolina. Now you know about some cold. Yes. And yes. Some cool. You it ain't, ain't yes. nothing cool down in Florida. See, you picking. You picking. You picking. We're going to get back. All right. <laughs> going back to what you said, you said what we do. Can you explain what uh, LLB Enterprise do? Okay. Well, LLB Enterprises was established where we are here to educate and to equip and to help young men and women know what it is to step into entrepreneurship to where you no longer have to live your life um, depicted by what another man's schedule says you have to work because ultimately we all have gifts and abilities and talents is just the fact we don't know how to market ourselves we don't know how to really take what we really love to do or what is a passion and turn that around to be a lucrative business for ourselves and so and that's why lb enterprises is here we are here to educate to equip to inform and to enlighten we are a information business where we do a lot of consulting a lot of just equipping people and letting them know listen there's other avenues and if you want to do this, we can walk you through it. We network with various industries so that that way we can direct them to the proper people outside of doing what we do for a passion. For instance, I'm an artist by nature, but so in order to keep my creativity juices running, I went to cosmetology school. And so that was close and dear to my heart because being able to help women that suffering with cancer, different various diseases, you can create wigs, women love to beautify themselves they you know that's the best way you can empower uh, especially a woman so that's what so, lb enterprises does 
when when a person when when you're you're uh, receiving clients, do they do you receive them uh, with COVID coming on now? Um, do they come to the facility? Is it by phone? How, how do you how do you work your schedule now with COVID? With with COVID, um, I'm not doing a lot with the cosmetology. That's why I went more to my online platform and presence and everything because we do a lot of video uh, calling, uh, telephone and texting. That's um, primarily. And then if there's a client that I need to go and see, we are also practicing the CDC guidelines. No, 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 no. In, in, in reference to the the credit, if someone need their credit uh, restored, how mm -hmm. how do you work that with them? Uh, oh, that platform is completely all online. Okay. All okay. online. We do everything. I do a thorough consultation and everything with each client. And then I also know that we as a company um, work together. It's a team teamwork. It's not just one side doing everything because there are laws that we have to follow. And we're going to follow the law to the letter because we refuse to cause any kind of federal incompliance to take place. How efficient is, say, uh, a client come to you and they have 10 derogatory items on the credit file? How mm -hmm. efficient would you be? Oh, what would you tell? What's, what's the initial thing you tell your clients when, when a client come to you? Do you tell them I can remove it all? I can't remove it all. Some things may be difficult. Say like it's, it's a bank, uh, uh, bankruptcy foreclosures, a lot of late pays, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of... Um, uh, what would they call it? The closed accounts where they, they don't been bought off. You had a charge offs. What do you tell a person that has that on their credit file? Well, first of all, I let the client know that our team of attorneys that do everything on the back end, uh, we have assisted over almost 2 million people with getting anything from foreclosure, bankruptcy, student loans, medical bills removed from their credit. It just all, everybody's file is different. So it all depends on what the client does, where our customer service and team is going to do our part on the back end to make sure everything we don't promise nothing because it's ultimately up to how much participation the customer put into it. The um, if the if the um, different lines are beyond the statute of limitation and it cannot be verified, then the attorneys would use what the methods that are required by law to see that those items are being deleted and removed from the file. And we have a 98% um, to 100% success rate with helping our clients get to where they want to get to. So, um, and we let them know that you didn't get in the situation overnight. So don't expect for it to be handled and corrected overnight. It's a process. And so, so when we be upfront with the customers and let them know, and then we also let them know that it's not a contract that they're locked into with us. Um, it's a month to month. So once they arrive to their uh, desired goal, then they're free. You know, it's no thing to where they have to question if they have to continue the service. They don't have to. Is is what you do something like? Uh, it was something Lexington Law. Is it something like that? What you do? We're, we're totally different. From Lexington Law, um, Lexington Law has suffered some major drawbacks right now because of some unethical things, and I'm gonna leave that right there because I'm not getting into that legal business pertaining to them. But how, um, how, expensive, how expensive would it be to uh, if they come through uh, your organization? How expensive would it be to to get started? It's only one eighty eight, and then it's only eighty nine dollars a month. 
Hmm. Okay. Now, um, generally, like like what I t what I advised earlier, if they have like uh, several charge, say four charge offs, some late pays on their four charge offs and three late pays on their credit file. Mm -hmm. Generally, how long would it take to get that rectified for them? The, it's the it's a couple of factors that's going to play a role in how long it takes. Because first of all, most collections are sold to third party collection companies. So really by law, they're only required to pay their original debtor in which they went into debt with. So for somebody to come at them that had no original uh, um, a part of the agreement, that's already breaking the law. So that in itself can be a matter that, that can come off within the first round of dispute letters. And then if it's someone that, that where they can verify um, the original creditor do verify what's happening, then it may take a little longer, but there's always options to where they can come to a settlement. And if they do that, and if the, the individual want to do that, then that's one of the quicker ways to go in and, and get that situation addressed, get that line of credit settled, and then you can change it and move on to the next. So there's different tactics and, and techniques that can be used. So everybody's file is different because even with um, derogatory, that's just meaning you're paying late. So you can easily write in a note to have put beside there, depending on the agreement that the individual made with the original creditor. It can all be rectified. We haven't had one that we couldn't rectify. Mm -hmm. um, so generally it would be like it'd be a case to case situation, but you you guys use one term I used to tell people is you you didn't get in this overnight, so don't expect for it to be rectified overnight. But within a year period, would you say that you know they could have something like the charge offs? Maybe not all of them, but at least a great deal of the charge offs and the uh, late pays smoothed off the, uh, the. Would it be taken off the credit file or just showed um, satisfied in full, paid in full? Well, it it it, and again, it depends. And really, truly, less than a year, we've we've had a lot of success within nine months. We say for people to do uh, four to seven months because by that time, the majority of what we need to do is going to be handled. It's now where we get into the role of financial education. We're a financial literacy company also to where we educate people and teach them how to budget, how to uh, we offer them a debt calculator. We show them how to expedite, even paying off some of the things that may be on their file that would actually help them instead of hurt them. And so, so it's many steps that we take, many uh, various areas, but each file is subject to the individual. So whatever that file is, because we got something to come in at four or five lines that need to be rectified, that's not going to take long. So within three months, they could be through. Two months, they could be finished. It just depends on how what how in depth the file is. Now, is it is there when you you said earlier that um, it depends on the client and they have to do some work too? What work would they need to do to help you guys get their credit okay. file? Okay, for instance, when because um, we mailed them, we sent to our clients their dispute letters. It's their responsibility to send their dispute letters to the to mail them off. And that's because we're following the letter of the law, because we cannot pose as that individual. So therefore, we make sure that our customers are sending their dispute letters out certified mail to have a track record. 
that way we can keep the credit bureaus to the letter of the law. They legally by law, they have 30 days to respond to the dispute. And so with that certified uh, letter uh, receipt from the post office that give them record of when the mail was to have been delivered to those specific locations. So once that's been done, then in return, now our client is waiting for those letters to return. We don't do anything until after we've gotten results back from the credit bureau so we can see what's happened. So we'll know what our next game plan will be. Okay. Um, Latasha, let me ask you. Actually, we, we have a caller on online that has a question for you. I'm going to have her up to give you that question in one second. Okay. But one more thing I wanted to ask you. Um, in reference to um, I just lost that thought. Bear with me. Um, in reference to um, getting, once the person get their credit file, you you, you kind of said it earlier, but I wanted to, to make sure I heard it clear. Once the person's okay. credit file is good, good to go, what mm -hmm. do you tell them or give them to where? they can stay on that path or do you guys do financial planning for them is that all in one process or they got to come back with something different we have no within our credit restoration program we literally have a total of 13 services that we offer within that one packet and so it takes them to the next to that next place to where they're now on a good budget tracker they're uh, knowing how to manage all of their expenses they're monitoring uh, all of their major uh, documents their credit cards their driver's license and all of that for identity protection so we we give them everything so that that way when they finish with the program they're set up for success not failure Okay, um, I have a caller on the on the end for you, Latasha. And um, what's your name, man? D. 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 Harmon. Are you are you in Florida, D? You in Jacksonville? Okay, you say y'all have been in the thirties. D. Stop playing, D. We had a freeze warning last night. There was ice on my window. You said freeze warning. What was the temperature? 65? Yeah, I'm in Florida. Okay, D. I, uh, Latasha, D. Hallman has a question for you. What, what's your question, D? She asked, once the credit is cleared, how long does it stay that way? It will stay that way as long as the individual is being responsible to maintaining their credit because the credit score will fluctuate, but it's all dependent on the actions of the individual.
she says, will the credits remain clear as long as the individual? Say that again. She said, are you sure that it will not show back up once they're done with the program? Once the items that have been deleted is deleted. Yeah. Okay. What she said, uh, um, Latasha, is once the once they're through the pro, uh, dump the program, mm -hmm. will the items that's been removed stay removed, or will they eventually come back? Okay, it's a difference between removal and deletion. So let me let me explain both of them. An item that is deleted is an item that was no that was no longer able to be verified within the amount of time that the credit bureaus have in order to verify it from its original creditor. Okay, a, a, a item that is removed and then yet the creditor within the pro proper amount of time can verify it, then that item will be put back on because it was within the allotted time. That has happened before. But as long as those items have been deleted, then you will see that they will not come back. But it and to remain in, and to answer the part where she asked about would it stay good as long as the individual has been a responsible party to maintain and to keep a track of their credit, then they can keep their credit at a good score. But if they just become careless about it, very frivolous, then of course you can expect it to, to fluctuate even more. Say for instance, they got a credit card, but not they're constantly adding to it, but not paying it down. That'll cause the score to drop. Did she ask you a question, D? Yes, yes, absolutely. Anything else? She, oh, so you ready to come to it, D? Are are you ready to come and, uh, and give us some service, D? No, I don't need it. I was just asking that question because I was paying for people in the past, and when she said, "Listen to law," I can verify that's not a good company to deal with. Yes, I tell you what, D. Thank you for calling in, sharing information. Miss Brown would love to assist some of your family members and friends. Okay, thank you so much, and have a great one. Have a warm one. Uh, that that was great. That was great, uh, uh, Latasha. And, and that's you know that's some of the things I've I've seen in the past where people would come to me and say, "Hey, I got it removed off myself, but it keeps popping back up." And it, it was hard for me at that time to to tell them why and how I could keep it off versus mm -hmm. what they did to keep it off. Mm -hmm. Is it? Um, is best practices is it good to negotiate some of the um derogatory items on the credit file it is it is we 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 thoroughly advise our clients when it comes to that place because a lot of the things that may be low that's impacting your credit could be something that you can actually call in and negotiate with your creditors 
to have that paid off. And then they will report it as paid in full or uh, paid as, 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 as agreed. And so that's gonna change the negativity that was on the file to a good thing. So yes, we totally advise our customers to always be willing to call and to negotiate, you know, especially if you know that this is one of your, your things that's actually yours, or if it's something that's still within the seven year time frame, you know, of course, that's good faith. That's letting people know that you want to take responsibility for what was there. So that helps big time. Where should they start in the negotiation? Now, generally, I'll be honest with you. I started at 30 percent. 30 percent of the balance. Okay. So where should, where should you where, where do you advise them to start negotiating? Because we all we all, well, we all know they're going to go up. The, the collector. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Well, the collector right now is just trying to get some money. And if you call them, one of the tips of the trade that I've learned that if you call the creditors more so toward the end of the month, you're going to get a better negotiation than you do if you call them at the beginning of the month. And the reason why being if you call them at the end of the month is because a lot of them now are not being able to meet them commissions or whatever that they need to meet or the number. So they're going to give you a better offer than they would if it's at the first of the month. So uh, with that being said, if you're going to call them at the first of the month and say you owe them a $500 balance and you know you only got $350 to work with, I would typically tell anybody start at least at 40% because then they're not going to complain because give them a, a little wiggle room, not much because to really to the low ball them too much, you may not get the response that you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, do you, do, do, does your, your company, do they require also uh power of attorney of any sort? We we offer a healthcare power of attorney and a regular power of attorney in our packet. But as far as having to have one, no, uh, we don't ask for nail, and that's because we're not sending out the letters. It's the it's the individuals that's sending out their own files. So we don't mm -hmm. need a power of attorney. Mm -hmm. And see, that's where excuse me, <laughs> that's where I was different uh, back in the early two thousands. I uh, took power of attorney. Therefore, I took the responsibility that I took everything away from them. So I, okay. I handled okay. the letters coming in. Now, they handled the letters coming to them, but I handled mm -hmm. the letters going out. And it also okay. gave power of attorney to talk to their creditors to where I can negotiate mm -hmm. the debt for them and everything. Okay. So, okay. Is that something that you do also? Will you negotiate the debt for if, or, or your company is specifically in removing? Well, we we don't negotiate the their settlements for their lines. That's something that we advise them on how to do. But we do have a team of attorneys that would assist. Need there be any assistance that need to take place, as well as we also have a uh, a credit library that they have access to each and every client so that that way, and I, I walk them through that in their dashboard so that that way they are know because each one has their own personal dashboard to allow them to have access to what's going on and what we're doing behind the scenes. Okay. For, for a, um, for a family that has never had any sort of 
financial planning. They just pay their bills every month. They've got behind. They needed a refinance. Uh, now they're considering, hey, maybe I need someone to show me how to budget my money. Some people, they, they may find that, you know, embarrassing. I'm at this age and I don't know how to budget my money all these years I've been working. How do you how do you coach them and show them that it's okay and let me make it easy for you? What do you how, how do you handle that? With each client, I tailor it to them because I'm personable. I'm I'm touchable. And everybody has some type of background or story where they come from. So I make everything with each client relatable and I let them know, you know, it's, it's nothing to be ashamed about or to feel, you know, like you're uh, illiterate or anything like that. A lot of us don't have budgeting experience. So it's a thing of becoming a student to learn. So I always want to make sure each customer have that feel and they're comfortable and they know that I'm there to only equip them and to help them. And so once they know that and they have that feel, then it's off to the races because they know literally those that know me, they know that I'm there for their betterment. I want to see them win. And, and that's what we do. And so from there, that's when they open up. Mm -hmm. The producers in my ear uh, letting me know the time period we're rolling up on 40 minutes of rolling. Um, okay. I want to go into another direction for a, a moment. And okay. Taxes. I got notification today that uh, RS, you can fill out your taxes, but they will not be accepting any tax, any, any anyone's taxes until February the 12th, I think it was. Okay. People, the, for the people that go to H&R Block, not knocking them and some of the other like tax act, they do it on their, online themselves. What, going back into the financial planning, um, aspect are we how do i phrase this for a person who know that it's more out there for them since a previous president showed us that there's some tax credits we're not taking especially when you only paying a couple hundred dollars and, and you own millions and billions and trillions mm -hmm. or got you're tangible to millions and billions. How do we tap in? I mean, when I say we, I mean the poor people. How do they tap into those credits that they did not know existed, that they should have a long time ago been utilizing? That's a wonderful question. I'm glad you asked it. I, um, I'm uh, personally, I'm not a tax attorney, but I have tax repairs and IRS tax attorneys in my database and in my network. So those will be questions that I would literally pass on to them because that's their area of expertise. But in order for them to tap in, I can share this something that I do. First place is to get your own home-based business. So if you got anything that you're doing from home and it and you do it at least 25 to 30% of the time that can be considered as a home-based business. And you can then start writing off different areas that you utilize to help promote that home-based business. 
If you have electronics that you're utilizing from a, a cell phone, computer, you're utilizing electricity. The, um, so if you got a designated space that is set aside in the home for that, so now that space, everything that you purchase for that, those expenses, whenever you're using the car to, to exact business for your home-based business, that can be a write-off. It's just a thing now of keeping the proper ledger that you need of all of these items and then getting the publications for a home-based business or a tax attorney that will be able to do that for you or a tax preparer that will give you the rest of that information. And so I have um, a couple of people in my database that does that. So um, with uh, Trendy Trenda out of Orlando, Florida, she is a uh, tax preparer. I have uh, Rodney Williams out of Atlanta, Georgia. He is a tax preparer uh, and a um, tax uh, IRS tax attorney. So, um, so it just lets you know that, you know, you have to be connected to the right people in order to send them to. And so when I get those questions in the office, I quickly send them to my partners. So so if if someone don't don't necessarily need credit repair, but they need they want the bang of the buck for their income tax purposes, could they contact mm -hmm. you and then you refer them over? They sure can. How would they need to get in contact mm -hmm. with you? They can get in touch with me. My uh the phone number is 202 8401131. Repeat that one more time. And they can call me. The phone number is 202 8401131. Okay. All right. Do you have any books, anything like that, that you've uh you have published or working on? I'm working on some things now, and we will have them ready by the first of um about mid-spring. Mid-spring, all right. When you get those books done, will you please come back to the roundtable session and uh, let's talk about that book? Actually, what about, can, you, can you give us a snippet? What is the book about? <laughs> oh, goodness. The book is actually going to be about my, <laughs> my life story. But there's some um, there's some nuggets that's going to help a lot of people through that book. Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait to read it. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. Latasha, um, we, we, we plugged your, your email. Did you give an email or website or anything of that you want to plug? Yes, I can be reached at LatashaBrownLLC at gmail.com. And my, um, my business email address for the credit repair, I can be reached at uh, www.myfes.net forward slash lbrown127. Awesome. Awesome. It was a pleasure having you here, Latasha. I Thank enjoyed you. it. I actually, I have been educated uh, and I tell people you're never too old to, to learn some, some wonderful new things. I try to learn something new every day. You most exactly. definitely educated me on some, some good things. And I'm going to get in contact with you in reference yes, to learning about some of those tax credits. I did not know that I could take. Yes. And I would advise a lot of people, please don't be scared to challenge the things that you never thought that could be. Don't exactly. be scared. Exactly. With that, that being said, Latasha, thank you for coming to the roundtable session. Until next, next time, y'all stay blessed. Most definitely. Have a good one.
Miss Brown, Miss Brown, Miss Brown.